Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Today we've got some thoughts for folks that are just starting off in their career. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here's your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or TFWP as we call it. Nick will be joining us shortly. So here's what I want to talk about. We get this email often on this topic. Um, and it's people want some thoughts or some advice when they're just starting out in their career. And I wish that I had had some of this kind of advice when I was just starting off in my career, uh, but we're going to spend the entire episode just on this issue. And what brought this to the fore was an email. So Nick, read to us that email, please. All right, Dave, the email says, Dave. I'm 22. I went to college for a year and hated it. I just left. My parents still want me to get a degree, but I can't just be sitting around in school for another three years, especially when I could be out there making more money. My current goal is to just make a ton of money and then do whatever I want to. I'm finding out that it's really hard to get started, especially with my age. The thing is, everyone's offering me minimum wage or a commission. Dave, how can I crush it at this age? You have any thoughts? Thanks, Alex. Mm, I love this email because it brings up so many issues. And we get this type of email all the time. I just picked one and I, I thought it was broad enough to discuss a whole number of things. But here are, here are some thoughts. One, I hate to say it, but listen to your parents. You know, they have some wisdom that, that maybe you don't have, and they probably know you as good as anyone else. So, you know, take into account what your parents have to say. However, also remember, it's not your decision or it's not your parents' decision to make. It's your decision to make. But take into account what they have to say. Number two, it used to be that it, you'd go to work for, you'd go to college, and then you'd work for a company for 30 years. You pick a company when you graduate, they'd have a job fair, and you'd work for them for 30 years, and they would take care of you, and you, they would pay for vacations and healthcare, and then you'd retire and get a gold watch. That's the way it used to be. Well, as most everybody knows, the company isn't going to take care of you anymore. This paradigm is no longer accurate. People change jobs and even careers many times in their lives. So it's not something that you necessarily do. College is not necessarily the path to fulfillment. It's not certainly the path or the only path um, that, it, that it used to be. Number three, and I've said this before on the podcast, no one takes you really seriously until you're 30. You know, the fact that you're in your 20s, Alex, um, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to do the, the best that you can. I found that no one took me serious um, in my twenties. In fact, I would wear, you know, a nice dress shirt and a tie when I was a law clerk writing memos, just so people would take the things that I was saying in the memos more seriously. So 
you know, you've got some things going against you that you just can't change. You're just going to have to, to deal with it. So, um, you know, people are going to discount your efforts in your 20s, even though that's many times where at, you're at your physical best. Not much you can do about it, but once you understand it, you can start to plan around it. Uh, number four, it used to be that college was a good time to reflect on what you wanted to do. I had a number of friends in college that said, well, I'm just here to find myself, do whatever I want to do. I was at a liberal arts school, so there were a lot of people taking very broad, um, you know, a number of courses and getting a very broad education. But this is not typical anymore, and it's not a good idea many, many times because college is just too damn expensive. It's gotten so expensive to go to school. If you're just going to find yourself, join the Peace Corps or, you know, become an instructor at Club Med for a while, something like that. Go to a, go to a meditation monastery. Uh, if you go to college now, you need to be very specific about what you intend to do with that degree, how you're going to monetize that, because it's just too expensive. Number five, Alex, go back to the basics. I know we say this all the time, and I hope it doesn't sound too redundant, but develop a tombstone statement. At the end of your life, how do you want to be seen? What mark do you want to make on the world? Um, how do you want to go out of this world? And what do you want people to say about you? Ask yourself, what would you like to do? Think about what an ideal day might be. We've talked about that on the podcast. These are all topics that we've talked about many, many times before, but you need to go back and look at that tombstone statement to decide what you want to do. If it's um, an area where you really want to be, you're going to put up with an awful lot of garbage um, to, to make that work. And then number six, after you've got your tombstone statement, pick some goals for your particular year. I don't think making a bunch of money is necessarily an end goal. It might be a means to achieve a goal, but a bunch of money is not really something to um, aspire to, it seems to be. And, and now a bunch of money might be something that's also the result of doing something else in your life very good or being clever, but it doesn't seem to me like it's a goal in and of itself. Think about that a little bit. I hear so many people say, oh, I just want to make a bunch of money. In fact, frankly, when I was just coming up, I was saying the same thing. I just want to make a bunch of money. Although I also wanted to do good and make the world better and you know all that other good, do good or stuff. But um, who doesn't want to make a bunch of money? But be, be honest about your motivation. Um, number seven, don't be afraid to pursue that home run shot when you're young. Um, you know, if you've often thought about something like being a professional singer, make a plan and go after it. The chances of being successful may be small. It may be a long shot, but the time to chase that long shot is when you're young or maybe later in your life when you got a billion bucks, but it's a lot easier when you're young. Hold after on, you hold on, hold on, hold on, Dave. What, what? I'm just getting wound up. I, I I want to do the long shot of becoming a lawyer. And you're like, Nick, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to do that? Well, that was a whole different discussion, my friend. <laughs> you, you had a change of town and student loans and all sorts of other things. But, you know, I got to hand it to you. Um, I remember when when you announced that on the show that you were going to be doing this. And, and, you know, I was trying to talk you out of it and you, you went and did it. You got it done in three years. Um, you passed that little quiz they call the California bar exam, which is what two and a half, three days long. 
on the first try on the first try. And, um, you know, I got I got to hand it to you. Now I hear uh, from what I hear, you're living down there in Diego and you're 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 crushing it in the profession. Um, I am. I'm doing very happy for yeah, myself. Doing, as, doing as a lot of plaintiff year. work. And and uh, when when defense counsel hears your name, I hear they they quiver in their boots. So, um, you know, you you went after, but you did some stuff before that. Of course um, I did. You know, while you were trying to figure out what exactly want what you wanted to do, and you decided that law was really the path, and then then it was easier to put up with all the garbage that you had to put up with to get where you want to be today. Hundred percent. So, you know, it it worked out. I mean, that's a that's a a great story. But, but for so many people, you know, they go, well, I want to have money to buy beer. And so they get a job, you know, moving around boxes somewhere or whatever. And then they, then they get, they get stuck into that. And but I, but I will say this, and this is for Alex, is that know what prerequisites you need. If you need to do something, make sure you do it because you will not give yourself that chance until you do it. How do you feel right. about that, Dave? Yeah. I think you got to set aside some some time to think about what you got to do to get there and and then i think you got to set some time aside or at least allocate some time where you are going to pursue that and if it's not working out then you're going to you know pull the pull the plug on it right you know, say look if i if i'm not able to become a professional singer professional actor you know um uh, uh you know professional football player hockey player whatever in in a couple of years well then maybe um, you know, uh, maybe it's time to draw a line and then go do, you know, something, something else. And, and if people aren't going to compensate you for what you're worth in your twenties, this is the, this is the time to do it. You know, go be a, a dive instructor in Kauai. Um, go do that for a couple of years. Don't get caught up in, up in it forever, but go out and do that. If you want to be a ski instructor, those are all really cool things to do for, for a period of time, especially in your, in your twenties, you know, same would be true. If you want to be a professional athlete, give yourself a couple of years. You never know if you could succeed at that unless you spend a couple of years um, chasing it on a, on a younger scale. I remember uh, they had tryouts for the, the baseball team one day and I, and I forgot my mitt. And so I just didn't try <laughs> out, you know, I said, Come oh, on, Dave. oh, well, I left my mitt at home, but I've always thought, you know, Hey, what if I had a gone home and got my mitt? Um, maybe I would have had a knock, a knack for knocking the ball out of the park. I could have been a, I could have been a major leaguer. Now chances are probably not, but I'll never know now because I didn't set aside some time to pursue that in a, in a serious or, or thoughtful way. So, um, you know, I I took some time off between undergrad and law school. I took a year off and. Um, that was a really great year because in the winter I, I skied um, every week for a day and um, I, I um, gathered a whole new group of friends and, um, you know, Monday night was basketball night and Wednesday night was um, softball league and Thursday night was, you know, we met at this beer place and, and had a lot of beers and um, it was a lot of fun. But, but after a year, it occurred to me like, well, this isn't going anywhere. Uh, these are great folks and this is great fun, but it's, it's, it's not getting me to where I want to be. And to go back and, and disassociate, not disassociate, but pry myself away from all of that and go back to the discipline of law school was, you know, kind of tough, but, but I, I had, I had a different plan in mind and, 
you know, fortunately, I was able to, you know, go back and, and get that done. So um, number eight, remember that you always don't have to work for somebody. If someone's not going to pay you, don't work for them. You can always go do your own thing. If, you, if you're really passionate and committed, do your own thing, open your own business, write your own songs. Um, you can always do your own thing. I remember the scene from, um, what was it? Social Network, where the twins were talking to the president of Harvard. And he says, we don't, we don't teach you, I'm paraphrasing. He said, we don't teach you to go out and get a job. We teach you to go out and create your own job. And I think that's a really significant, meaningful, thoughtful way of, of moving through. So remember that, Alex, um, go out and make your own job if people aren't going to pay you. And number nine, write down what you intend to do. I think it's really important. Now, it doesn't have to be complicated. Just on a page or two is fine. Put it into your phone under the memo section. We've talked about doing that. Um, and then put a back end to each of the things that you want to do um, so that you don't get locked into it for too many years. I remember the year I took off, I wrote down about seven or eight things that I wanted to do. I wanted to read a, a dozen books. Um, I wanted to achieve a, a, the next level of fitness. I wanted to ski every week. Da, 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 da. Uh, but you got to write it down. Number 10, uh, be flexible. If you get bored with something or it's not working out, move on to something else. You don't have to write this little plan in your, in your 20s for two, three, four, four years or whatever it is and, and be stuck with it. If it's not working out, move on. If you want to be a ski instructor and make it through the, you know, and let's say be a ski instructor in the winter and a sailboat instructor in the, in the summer, and you're, you're willing to eat, you know, cereal in the spring ramen. and the fall because you're and ramen. Ramen is <laughs> huge. Um, go do it. Be, be flexible. See what you can come up with. Number 11, if you're living with your folks, and it sounds like Alex might, uh, be sure to start an emergency fund and be sure to start a long-term savings plan. Living with your parents is always difficult, but the rent is always great. And use this as an excuse to start some long-term savings, preferably, by the way, in a Roth IRA account. We're big proponents of Roth IRA accounts. We'll spend more time talking about that in a future episode, but you're basically putting in after-tax money. So when you pull it out years later, it's tax-free. And then number 12, at the very worst, if everything goes to hell in a handbasket, I guess you can always go back to school, huh, Nick? Yep. I, I, I did it. I did it. How many years off between undergrad and law school were you? Three, two, three? Let's see. Three years. I was a server. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, I was possibly in a similar place as Alex. I really didn't want to know what to do. And I said, you know what? F it. I'm going to put the eggs in my basket and I'm going to go run with it. But I had the prerequisites to go to law school. And so after much studying for the LSAT, which I think they might be taking away now, Dave, um, really? you know, hmm. truly. And, um, you know, I did it. I did not get a very high score. I went to a non-ranked or an unranked school, but that does not mean you're not going to pass the bar. I passed the bar on the first try, uh, you know, and what I want Alex to know and our listeners to know is that even if you don't succeed on your first try, don't stop. I took the LSAT four times and I passed the bar on one time. So wow. don't let one, don't let one time define you. Wow. Wow. Keep pushing, keep pushing. You know, back when I was coming up, the chairman of the political science department where I did my undergrad um, thought that it was unethical to go to a review class 
for a law school aptitude test. He says it's testing your aptitude. And everyone else was taking review classes. So I don't think we, we did as well necessarily. Now, that being said, our analytical abilities were razor sharp because he had put together a whole progression of classes that had us really ready to go. But imagine that. Now everyone takes these, you know, prep classes, whether it's SAT or, or um, LSAT, you know, whatever it is. And, he, and the professor didn't think it was ethical. And of course, so we all didn't because we were very impressionable at that point, right. juniors or seniors. And so it's amazing how things have changed. And now you're saying they're talking about getting rid of the LSAT. Yep. It's a fact. What, are they just going to let you into law school on your good looks? <laughs> well, they did for me, Dave. They did for me, fortunately. I, would, I was going to say something like, well, that would be a stretch for you, but you beat me to the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I really appreciate Classic. that. Well, Alex, I hope this gives you some things to think about. Um, don't feel like you're, you're hitting a roadblock. Think about these uh, eight or nine or actually 12 different things that we talked about and push through them. Use this time when you're at your, your physical peak, you're at your energetic piece, a peak to, to go out and, and pursue some of these things. And, you know, people aren't going to take you seriously. Go do, go do something else. Um, really make a mark or as Steve Jobs used to say, um, you know, hey, go out and make a dent in the world. We're going to do a shorty today. No other emails. I wanted to focus just on this. Thank you, Nick, for being here. As always, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Dave. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.